what do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, please respond. Are you ready? What are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody's life. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. And we are here today with a segment I have not done in a while. So stay tuned. There will be a lot more of these hashtag spotlight series episodes where I take some time and I highlight a group, a nonprofit, an organization, a community that I really feel like needs to be amplified and talked about and celebrated. And this is a really cool group. I'm actually really pumped to talk about this. This has been a long time coming because I met Leah, who is the who is the guest today. I met her a while ago and I actually met her serendipitously, which is not a word I use often, but this was what it was. Back in, I don't even know, we'll talk about it, but I met her on Clubhouse. So another amazing Clubhouse guest, but this particular Clubhouse interaction blossomed into one of the biggest partnerships that I have done and I've had in the last one year and one of the dopest groups of Black women in business that I've ever worked with. So I am completely excited about this episode. We are here with the creator and founder of Black Girls Do, and we'll tell you all about where to find Black Girls Do, how to get involved, how to participate, and just we're going to talk about like how it even started with Leah here. So let's get started, y'all. Without further ado, hey, Leah, how are you? Hey, Whitney, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm so excited to have you. We've. When, do you remember when we met on Clubhouse? I have no clue, Whitney. I think, maybe, I think back in, is it October of, or November of 2020? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was because you were putting on rooms. And I we've talked about Clubhouse, y'all, on the, on the podcast before. So this is not our first time talking about Clubhouse. But if you're not familiar at all, don't worry. It's just an app. It's just like any other social media app, but it's, a ba- it's, an, it's based on all audio. So we can't see each other. There's not text or anything. We're literally just talking with audio. And Leah was doing these rooms under the group Black Girls Do, which she created. And I popped into one of her rooms. I was listening in. I had gotten on stage. We were talking back and forth. And she was trying to test some things out. And I popped on and it was just the two of us. And I remember talking with her and being like, hey, Leah, like, what are you working on? And next thing you know, we connected off of line. So yeah, that's kind of how we connected as far as I remember on Clubhouse, but it was a while ago and we've literally been rocking together for a full year on Clubhouse. So tell us about Black Girls Do, and then we'll get into Clubhouse and all the things that you've been doing with the group. But tell us what is Black Girls Do and what does Black Girls Do do? (laughs) Black Girls Do, uh, first is Black Girls Do celebrating Black women in action So it started here in D.C. as an event-based social club for Black women doing various things in different industries. And so I wanted to create environments or curate events or spaces where Black women could come, just be ourselves, but also celebrate one another, but then to learn as well. And I started coming up with these event ideas like Black girls do yoga, Black girls do canoe, all the unconventional things that they say Black women don't do, but we do do them. And so that is a way that, or that is how I create a Black girls do, just really to celebrate Black women doing everything, whether you're the stay-at-home mom or whether you're the full-time entrepreneur, everything in between, because we are so multifaceted. It's just a lot of things that we need to just recognize that we are giving to this world. And so being in an environment with like-minded women was something that I was really adamant about doing and how I wanted to lead my life and surround myself with these women since I've been doing it. And essentially, so just creating just dope spaces, dope environments, and curating a lot of events and just conversations that focused on us and what it is that we were doing in this world. I love it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever canoed before. I have kayaked which I feel like is is similar, but I love that that's one of the very first events that you hosted and picking things that aren't, you know, quote unquote, I don't know, expected or conventional as things to do and then gathering people together to come do it. It's exciting. And I, I just don't, 
I, we just don't see it happening a lot. So I love that you're doing this and that you've been doing this for all. You said you started in when? 2000? 2014 or 15. That that year is kind of blurry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think the concept was 2014, but actually starting doing events, maybe 2015. So between that year. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. I mean, it's been years. And then, so you're hosting events, you're in the, and you're based in the DMV area. So DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Mm-hmm. So you're doing events locally, having people come out, participate, et cetera. And then COVID hits in 2019, right? Was it 2019 or 2020? Oh, wow. No I one knows. It was, no. <laughs> it was 2020. Yeah. Then when, oh my gosh, I, I don't see. Woo. Wow. With COVID. I think it was I I don't remember. I don't remember. It's sad. When did yeah. COVID hit? Oh my gosh, I have to look this up. Yeah, because I really don't know either. It's 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 crazy. It, honestly, this this whole time. I think it was oh, I think it was twenty twenty. They said, okay, it was confirmed case in two thousand nineteen. Okay. But that was the first case. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I think it was 2020. I think it was 20. I think it was Q1 or the end of Q1 on 2020. Yeah, um, when we had the shutdown was in March. Right. I mean, February, right. March. Okay. So around that time, I guess you're realizing, hey, I can't host in-person events anymore, right? Things got shut down and you couldn't do it. So what got you between March and I guess whenever you joined Black Girls Do onto Clubhouse, what what happened? I mean, did you see Clubhouse and then you were like, oh, this seems dope. And then you just joined with Black Girls Do or what was kind of the thought process behind that? So the, okay. So the first thing I had really slowed down with doing events for Black Girls Do. And so um, just because it was time consuming it took up a lot of my money and stuff like that. I really didn't have like a full on event team. And so I would hire people and stuff like that. And so essentially I started doing like Black Girls Do networking parties or mixers because I just wasn't doing like full on events. And so as we fast forward to like COVID and the shutdown, so I pay attention a lot to like, you know, different app launches and the different social media platforms to see what's happening. And so it was like rumblings of this app called Clubhouse. I was like, what is this? That writes event event, um, only, like, not event, mm, evite only. And what is it? What's the word again? Dang, can't even get it out. But you just had to be special to get an um, invite to this this app. So I was like, what is so special about this app? And so as I started doing research, I was like, oh, this is audio. I was like, well, um, what is going to be so, you know, cost efficient for me and Black girls do? And how can I promote myself as a brand overall with um, Living Leah? So I said, well, hopefully someone invites me on this app. And so my friend did, I don't know how, I don't know if I mentioned it to her or whatever the case may be, but she was like, Hey, hey get on this app or I have a link to it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, all right. So she sent it to me. And then I was like, okay, so I can't really do events. I'm stuck inside. And black girls do is all about, you know, building, building community with other like-minded black women. And so I was like, it's time that we start having conversations because we're going to be bored. And so since this is an app that I foresee growing really rapidly and fast, I need to be strategic about why I'm utilizing this app for this particular reason. And so that's how I went into the mindset of that, because I knew that, you know, I was getting back to the swing of things of hosting events, but shutdown happened. So why not use, you know, these different social media platforms and really be strategic about it in terms of getting on there, starting the conversations and building a team. And so I, for the first month or not even the first month, but like the first weeks or so, I would just listen. I would listen. I would listen. I would be nosy, you know, in the hallways. And then I wanted, I started like getting familiar with voices and how people carried themselves. And so I said, well, okay, it's time for uh, me to put Black Rose Do on there. And so I don't remember our first room. I really don't. It just went all as a blur. But I do remember like, it it maybe was something like Black Girls Do Meetup or something. I don't know. It was something that just happened. And so I started like, you know, you all started to join in and I would hit you all in the back channel. I was like, oh, you'll be a great addition to the team just because of the vibe you all were giving. And I was like, yeah, they can hold a conversation. Let's build. And then by doing so and started hosting these rooms, the, it started growing really fast. And so it just really took off. 
I was like, okay, this was the purpose for it. Now let's, you know, take it. Well, we don't know how what COVID is going to do, but let's just make sure we keep a presence on this app and something that's different. And so uh, that's what it was for just generating, you know, brand awareness for Black Girls Do, essentially. And it was a way to connect with a lot of women in a short amount of time in various states and cities and countries really fast. It was really smart. I mean, yes. And and when it first came out, I forgot about that. It was invitation only. Like you had to get, you had to know someone who was already on the platform and you both had to have iPhones. They were not, you know, the, the app had not been configured for other devices yet. Android type, Samsung, whatever devices. So it was only iPhones and you had to have an invite. And then when you got in, um, you really only got a couple invites at a time. And then they kept kind of increasing the numbers. And then eventually it was just kind of opened. It took a while, but it was exclusive. It was exclusive and the conversations were really intimate. And because it was, you know, your friends, you would, you <laughs> because you only got a few invites, you would only invite people that you knew would use the app and that you actually wanted to talk to. So it was, when it first came out, Clubhouse was very exclusive and intimate. And now it's completely kind of shifted, but we were having some dope conversations that we still have today. And it's it's still, there's still that group mentality. And, and to be honest, when groups first came out on Clubhouse, there weren't that many. Um, not everybody had a group. And so Black Girls Do was one of the first groups and one of the biggest. And to this day, it's still one of the biggest groups on Clubhouse. I think you have for Black women. It's, it's what is it, 40? Last time I checked, it was like 48,000 people. Were part of this group on Clubhouse. Has that number, we're basically like 50, basically almost 50,000 people. It's been a while since I've checked, but the, the group is constantly increasing and it's because we're having rooms, we're having conversations. I mean, Black Girls Do on Clubhouse talks about everything from mental health to business, legalizing your business to building a business, operating a business, sales, marketing, branding, social media, creating courses. And then there's, you know, the personal side of it. There's building your personal financial portfolio. We've had financial people come on. We've had real estate people um, guest speak. We've had so many different conversations about building generational wealth. There's even an OBGYN doctor who just recently joined on talking about fertility, black women. So it's like, there's so many conversations that are being had on this platform that are specifically for and with Black women, and Black Girls Do has curated those. So I think it's super dope. And it's been, what, a year? It's been a full year since you've been on Clubhouse, if not a little more than that. And 2022 is here. So tell us about the one year of being on Clubhouse with Black Girls Do and really what came of that? What did you, what were some highlights or some some big takeaways that you've had? For the year of 2021, Black Girls Do being on Clubhouse. So essentially I was able to, one, again, generate a lot of brand awareness, connect with some amazing women and men as well, and really just build a community on a on that app. But also it led to a lot of different speaking engagements and opportunities and for me to, to kind of rebrand myself and pivot my business a little bit, but also cross a lot of goals off the list in terms of being featured on different publications like Black Enterprise, which is like one of my ultimate goals. And so by being very strategic and very intentional about the utilization of the app, I was able to do that by just doing or doing the things that I love and really just being my authentic self and creating that community. And so the biggest the biggest thing or gift I would say was to be able to just become a part of people's lives. Like essentially just build that that camaraderie, that friendship besides it being business, but now being able to say, you know, I can call on Whitney, I can call on Stephanie, I can call on whomever to Couture to or whomever to really be like, hey, let's do this, let's partner, but just have that amazing friendship. And so that was the biggest blessing. And then too, it taught me a lot about making sure that it was an app where I learned a lot, but also in terms of uh, management and discipline, uh, being organized and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I'm like, okay, this is something I could do. And it was really one of those things where it just tested me like, as my mental capacity and bandwidth, like you saw what you were able to do as one person. And so you need to continue being consistent and just showing up 
in general. So it, I took it that way more so than anything. And then learning to just build off of the app. The app has grown. It has changed. It has shifted. The conversations have shifted. But for me, um, I wanted Black Girls Do celebrating Black women action to remain the same. Uh, I didn't want to go with the trends of what's happening on Clubhouse in terms of the conversations. I wanted to keep us being um, informative, enlightening, and a space of healing and opportunity. And so that's the biggest thing that you'll find when you come to a Black Rose Do room is that there's a certain there's a certain vibe that you get with us and that you're not going to find throughout the app. Essentially with that. And so that was the year like it was fast. It, it grew a lot. It opened so many doors. It made me nervous sometimes. It really uh, forced me to stand in the title of entrepreneur, community builder, mompreneur, brand enthusiast, brand curator, Instagram stylist, and really live up to those titles that I had placed on myself and that I had years of experience in. And so, yeah, it was definitely an eye-opener. Now I'm in the stages of figuring out what's next because you still, as a marketer or in someone in marketing or understanding branding, you still have to go with what the app is going through and figure out how to adjust to fit into that. I guess that the the, the stages of Clubhouse, as we've seen, it went through a lot of stages. So just doing a little bit of adjusting because I still want to make sure that we do have a presence on the app. And so with the continued conversations, and now that outside has opened back up, we are outside and I'm back to hosting events such as like, you know, whenever this is happening, well, this is going to air after the event, like Black Rose Duke, Rich Auntie and Rich Uncle Holiday Party. And so I'm getting back to the swing of hosting those events and now taking the community online, offline. And so I was able to connect with people and say, hey, they, they're coming to attend these events because they are familiar with the vibe of Black Rose Zoo on its app. That was long. <laughs> no, but it makes sense. And I love that, you know, you've you've been able to step up and into who you are and who you want to be and who you're trying to be for your business and let all of that boost you, right? Taking this, kind of riding the wave of, because we don't know when we first join, we have a feeling that it's going to be positive, but we don't know. And when you were showing up and hosting the rooms and joining and getting people to join in and, and you built a whole team, right, with structure and organization. And y'all, I really, I really recommend, even if you're not on Clubhouse, to make sure that you're tapped in to Black Rose Do and just to see what they're up to. Um, there are people, like I said, like thousands of people in the in the Clubhouse group, but there's people on Instagram as well. And there are people from all over the place, even though the in-person events will be hosted in the DC area for now. That's definitely going to expand, right, Leah, at some point? At some point, I'm working on it. Hopefully the team, the event team expands. And so that, you know, we can have these events, not just in DC, Maryland, or Virginia, but travel long distances to like really, you know, build another um, chapter, say the New York chapter of BGD, you know, the Los Angeles chapter of BGD, stuff like that. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I definitely see that growing and just it being really, really, really fun. So we've talked about Black Girls Do, how you started and how things have been progressing over the last years. And I'm excited for 2022 and all that Black Girls Do is going to continue to do online and offline. So tell us about what events or what things you think you foresee as we start to gradually open up. And you know, obviously once winter dies down. So I do want to get back to like the physical events. That's something that was special to me just because it was more of team team building exercises that require you to rely on someone else. And so that's an important, that's essential to, you know, community in general. And so uh, getting back to those physical events, but also hosting uh, workshops that teach you about entrepreneurship or even mental wellness workshops, in-person workshops and stuff like that, just touching on a myriad of topics that resonate for us in terms of self-awareness and growth. And so doing that, uh, I'm planning or being very aware of one, my mental bandwidth, and two, making sure that my goals are realistic in terms of uh, how much the budget or what the budget is given. And so, of course, we're always going to have our Black Girls Do Quarterly Happy Hours 
as such, that is something that's never going to go away. But now incorporating those physical events and some workshops in between in which I will be um, partnering with other small businesses, other influencers or brands and really having those available. But I'm big on not having huge events because I just like the intimacy part of a, a closed group. And it can be very, uh, when you have hundreds of people in a room, sometimes people get very, they go into their shells and they get uncomfortable. And so I want to reach people. I love walking around the room and really just engaging. And then too, it's COVID. So I'm being very aware of that as well. And so um, I like to keep my events very small. And so definitely it's important. If you see it pop up, you better get on it because you, you, you're going to miss out. And so definitely we may, as it grows and grows and as the, the team grows, we probably will have one major event annually or something like that where we will have maybe hundreds. I don't know. It's possible. But definitely the events that we will have in person for as of right now will stay intimate because that is just something that I prefer and that um, a lot of people that attend prefer just based on the vibe of the events. Yeah, I, I agree. I like intimate events, um, especially just with COVID too, right? It's easier to have, and it's sometimes safer to have smaller groups, but I still, even without COVID, I still like intimate vibes. We were talking about this recently somewhere. I don't know where I was talking about this, but like going to concerts and, you know, I look back at all the concerts I've been to and some of the like conferences too, or even some of the networking events and the more intimate ones I think have always carried more weight. And I've met people in, in just more, I don't want to say unique, but just in stronger ways. It maybe more special. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to like verbalize it, but there's power in smaller groups and having the intimate setting versus it being a gazillion people. And I will say, y'all, I got to meet Leah in person over the summer last year. And it was one of the first times, I think if not the first time I really like went out out and it was amazing. We had so much fun. And what I like is that Leah, and I'd love for you to talk about this, is how you've been able to create relationships with local businesses as you do these events because you know a lot of us either have a meetup group or have been part of a meetup group or have been part, part of I don't know any sort of in-person community but to host and to lead it is a whole different ball game so you're in the DC area how are you going around and making these partnerships with folks and then using that to create your actual events um so for me I do, or I teach people how to do that, like leverage your content, leverage your social currency. And so before doing Black Girls Do, I started in like blogging and media. And so I was already covering different local events here in D.C. and I'm doing red carpets and had a team. And so I was able to, one, I knew, you know, relationships are big. So I was able to like nurture a lot of my relationships but also build my network by doing or, you know, covering local events before Black Girls do. So I use that as the foundation to uh, really partner with or build or get secure, you know, partnerships, sponsorships and collaborations. So that's how I was able to do that. I had a foundation already, so I knew what it took, but I also knew that it is a numbers game and that I had to make sure that I always had a presence and that I had my my brand was professionally, the perspective of my brand is professional. It is hip. It is new. It is inviting, but making sure that the business side of it was intact so that I could present myself as someone on a, prof you know, on a professional caliber to these businesses and say, hey, this is what I was able to create on my own. This is what I have going on now. And this is why us working together would benefit not just myself, but you as well. And so keeping that mindset, that's kind of like why I started Leverage Your um, Content Coaching and Consulting or Leverage Your Social Currency, because I knew what it took to get these brand deals, these sponsorships, and to how to reach out to businesses and pitch myself, but also making sure too that I had someone to represent me and I knew hiring someone to do that while I'm doing the, you know, the work of the aesthetics, you would say, keeping up with the content, building these relationships, having these events. I hired a PR person, um, Shantavia, who's in New York. And so she represents the brand in terms of pitching. And so as we work hand in hand. And so when I present myself, I have everything in order and saying, hey, I know my community. I know what I can 
give to you all. Let's work together. That is how I was literally able, once again, I know it's going to get tiresome of you all hearing leverage my content because I understood the value in which I had created and understood the influence I had. And so I was able to really say, look, working with, with me will get you this. And it's, and it, you can see it, it's tangible. Understanding that has allowed me to like really work with other brands or be featured somewhere by just literally doing what I love and having it all together so that they knew, they understood that I was building a business. Well, I have a business, but I was building a brand. And so they respect the brand because of those things. Yeah. And and I love the partnerships with other people to help you partner and to help you grow and, and being able to use your your network. I think that's something that I definitely see as a strength and as, as a, a really good feature to have is being able to lean on your network and include people. And I feel like you've done that in several different ways, whether, you know, when you're creating your swag bags and having people locally submit requests to, to, to submit their products into the swag bags that you have for different events, all the different things. So I absolutely love when you put on events. I think you do a great job. If you are listening and you are someone who wants to either create a community or host events, I think Leah is a fantastic person to follow to see how she's doing that. So I do want to make sure everyone knows where to find you online. If they haven't checked the show notes yet, where I try to keep all the magic, your information is on Instagram and your main profile is it's Leah and that's I-T-S-L-E-A-H underscore J. That's her main account. And when you click on the it's Leah underscore J IG account, you will see in her bio, all of her other stuff. So you see black girls do, which I 1000% recommend following. And then the IG social currency page, which is what she was just talking about with the leverage or social currency, all of her other stuff, right? She posts a lot when she's going out and about and she's in different hotels and she's hosting events and what the events are, all of that. I think Leah, you do a great job sharing that. And just like the journey that you're on when you're creating these events and what they look like. The latest event, just for you all to know, is the Black Girls Do Holiday Party. That event, I'm going to speak in the past tense because it's technically happening this week because we're recording in December, but the event is just was December 15th and the theme was Rich Aunties and Uncles. And it's so dope that you're creating and Black Girls Do is, is hosting these phenomenal events, but I cannot wait for the ones in 2022. So even if you're not in the like immediate area, definitely come out um, if you can to one of the events, put it on your calendar and just keep an eye out, right? For stuff that's happening. Really, really, really recommend that. And then I will say the Black Girls Do IG page has a lot of of the rooms, right? And I, I've been just for y'all, if you don't know, I've been one of the main moderators for Black Girls Do. And I've been moderating rooms with Leah for the past year within the Clubhouse community and just having conversations. And we'll have special guests that come on that speak. And that's been really, really cool to do. So again, that's a, that's another part of having a community and leaning on people and members of the community to help amplify this community. And word of mouth, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think the group is so popular is because people tell other people and then people join in and they see how dope a space it is. And I think that, and I want you to talk about this, Leah, just a little bit about how you have remained kind and open-minded and generous and positive because a lot of times in these groups, we don't always see that. Even in real life, right? You'll go to events and there was this whole thing on social media about, they were calling them mean girls who were hosting events and they just weren't kind. They weren't nice to be around. They weren't friendly. They weren't communicative. They just weren't nice women. And they were hosting these events talking about women empowerment. And it was kind of like this oxymoron. And it was this whole thing that went on blast for a while. So for you, when people come into our spaces on Black Girls Do, right, there is a vibe there. And it's always positive. It's always respectful. It's always curated in a way that is open and reflective and just calm and not at all pushy or salesy or any of that. So can you speak to how that as part of your brand and your personality and your mission has has worked for you as a leader? For me, so I'm like, I'm the only child. And so um, my mom has instilled a lot of uh, these gracious or just being, I don't even want to say humble because I don't want to use that word to 2022, but just being respectful and mindful of uh, others and 
uh, understanding the value of my platform and what it is and what I want to contribute to the world. I'm always big on, or I do, I'm aware that the tables can always turn. Essentially, I want it for myself. I always say, what would I want for myself? What will make me comfortable? How would I feel? I always think about, you know, in terms of that perspective, we have, we're having these conversations or in general, the things that I wish someone would have done for me or, you know, realizing that, you know, people, we're human, people have feelings and acknowledging that that is why, or is important for me in terms of just having this environment where you can come and feel like you're at home or that you're not in a mean girl's environment. I'm big on that. And I, everybody knows that, like, that's not what you're going to get when you you meet me personally in person or in general, you're not going to get that over here. And I'm, that's just something that I've always been big on. I believe in helping. I believe in community. And so community is not just one, it's all of us. And so I keep that in mind in terms of that and just being real, really mindful of that. Like I, I treat it as how I would want someone to treat me, honestly. Um, I know what it is to be, a, I've been a mean girl long time ago. And I know what it is to have mean girls talk about me. So I've been there too. And so at this stage in the game, we're, we're literally taking one day at a time and going through a pandemic. People are stuff, suffering at home anyway. So like, I don't want to add to the stress of that. So I'm just big on that and being acknowledging the struggles, acknowledging you as a person, you as an individual, not you just as a title or you as a name. And so it's big. I'm big on respect in that way. Yeah, I think people like it. I mean, I, I like it. And I think it 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 creates a, a safe space, essentially. And especially when you have so many places that can be a little bit toxic, a little bit judgmental, a little bit catty. And it's just, yeah. So I just wanted to say that you can definitely create a large group, um, whether it be online, offline, whatever, and it be a group that is built on um, positivity and, and kindness and inclusivity. So um, I just wanted to highlight that because that's one of the biggest, I think, compliments that I constantly get from people when they join rooms on Clubhouse and even when I meet them in person is just, they love the vibe. They love the the energy and the space and how it's curated. And I think that's really important. So just wanted to, you know, toot the horn a little bit and just and just make sure that it was, it was clear what the vibes are. Because while we are about business, we also are about sisterhood and community and just having a good time and being respectful. Hey, can we take a pause real quick? I just want to let y'all know this is exclusive and time sensitive. If you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that either I have a spot open or I have a spot opening on my one-on-one program that I offer. So I only do four slots at a time because this is like the most intense, thorough, intimate way to work with me ever. This is my creme de la creme, like four bad bitches only. This is for solopreneurs who have a nine to five, who work in corporate, who have some sort of job that they are doing and that they're doing really well, but who also have a side hustle or a business that they are running on the side and they want to build and streamline their goals towards. A lot of us have strategy. A lot of us have plans here and there, but most of us don't have accountability. A lot of us don't have a support system that's solid. And the rest of us aren't organized and have strong boundaries, have routines, like all of that. So I'm going to help you get it all together. This is a three-month intensive one-on-one coaching program where you have full access to me via Voxer. We have seven, seven one-on-one calls with each other throughout the three months, and you get routines. You get customized affirmations and audios and all kinds of things to help you succeed. So check out the link. It's in the show notes. It's also on my website, WhitneyDanielle.com. If you have questions, DM me, send me an audio note. Let me know. If you know someone who needs to get their shit together in this manner, send me their information. I will totally hook you up for the referral. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Let's get back to the episode. Now, when we talk about 2022, I know one of the things that I saw you do, and this is kind of fun, is you know we were hosting a lot of rooms for Clubhouse, a lot of different rooms, and we were featuring a lot of different people. But then you started hosting a lot of rooms about Instagram and, and branding and stuff like that. But when I met you, you were doing IG audits. So IG audits, for those of you who are not familiar, it's someone looking at your Instagram, your IG account, and giving you feedback just an audit, what you can change, what you can do, what you can add, what you can take away, whatever, whatever. And so Leah has always been doing that. 
And she's always been successful at that. And her Instagram is super dope. So you definitely should follow her. But you started hosting rooms and creating spaces to, to talk more about this. So tell us about how that part of your brand, the Leah brand, because Black Girls Do is just one umbrella, but you have other things that you're doing too. So you mentioned it a little bit, the leveraging your, your social currency, but tell us how that got started with just in general and who are you looking to help exactly? Okay. So with that, it's so funny. I literally been, it's a year and I've literally in the last quarter of 2021 started really hosting rooms because um the biggest thing for me, one, of course, imposter syndrome, but two, Black Girls Do wasn't just about me. Even though I created it, I wanted to focus on the women. And so I took the backseat in terms of really, you know, uh, being active in the rooms or speaking. Because one, I believe if it's not, I can always add value to a conversation, but if it's not my area of expertise, I'm not going to fake it at all. And so I yield the mic. I'll give you the space in the room. I knew that I needed to, for, for what I foresee me now having leverage your content or, you know, leverage your social currency, coaching and consulting, I knew that it was time for me to get uncomfortable again and push myself to start talking about branding on social media, Instagram strategies, content strategies, content management, content creation. Last year, when we shut down in March of last year, I started $10 IG audit and I was just auditing profiles for like $10 because one, I'm good at looking at something, taking it apart and, you know, building a bigger picture like I do piece by piece, but also aesthetics was my thing. And so I became, I essentially didn't even, I was using a different platform to promote myself on Facebook. So I was very strategic about that too, knowing where my customers were. And so faith, so Instagram was the place just visually that you could see my work because I knew a lot of people went there as well, but they weren't the buying customer. And so I already knew that. And then once Clubhouse happened, I gave room or space for you all to really you know, amplify your own individual voices. But then too, I was like, okay, it's time. Now you're pivoting again. You need to step out on the forefront. So having these rooms about content management, creation, all the Instagram, all the Instagram related things was extremely important because now I've raised my prices, I've added more services. And so leverage your content or leverage your social currency is really for the person looking to create a brand using social media or using Instagram and then to teaching them that, you know, brand is all about perspective, but this brand has three or four different components that you need to be aware of. And also there's the business side of it that you may forget about, which is, you know, having some sort of etiquette or understanding that there are digital rights and understanding you the ownership of digital ad sets and stuff like that. And these are all the things that I wasn't aware of in the beginning. And so now I'm just using my story, um, living Leo, just using what I've done for myself, able to accomplish for myself to show others how to do it. But now I'm in a place of there's actually the receipts behind it. My ideal person is the person that I'm big on brand building. You can have a business, which is you no know, services or products that you sell, but branding yourself will outlive your the services or products that you offer. And so that is all about perception and having things in order, emphasizing the part of community and also um, being strategic about where you're placing yourself or how you're utilizing Instagram and just being mindful that you're not, you shouldn't be thinking about just for tomorrow or next week. Think about what you will leave, the legacy that you're going to leave behind in terms of when someone says, hey, this is what Leah, living Leah is all about. This is what Leah is about. You could, you know that she's going to come correct all the time. You know that she has Black Rose Do. You know that she's the owner of Leverage Your Co Coaching and Consulting, um, Leverage Your Content Coaching and Consulting because she's created this brand that exemplifies the things of what she, what her goals. And so I'm just talking about myself in third person, but just trying to provide some sort of example of uh, why this was created. And if you're looking to build a brand and something that will outlive social media, even though that is one of the foundations that you will use to promote yourself, then this is for you in terms of building that generational wealth and understanding, you know, your network and your community and partnerships and collaborations. I can dig it. And it's really important, y'all, to 
to tap into this. This is something that you're interested in building because there are people around you who are hosting these events and, and you don't know how much goes into just like a podcast. I think people don't realize how much goes into podcasting until they start to do it or they start to understand the process. And it's a lot. And same with hosting events, hosting events, bringing people together, running a successful Instagram account, being an influencer, being an influencer. People think, you know, it's so easy. All you're doing is just talking about whatever products or whatever. And it's, and it's interesting when people see when they actually do it or when they even look at how someone else is actually doing it, how much work goes into it and how much skill and how much knowledge and how much just background that you need, whether it's networking, whether it's, you know, partnering, whether it's just being strategic, I don't know. There's lots of different pieces. So if that's something that you're looking to include, I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs have a lot of power to influence, right? And we do it all the time, whether you're influencing, you know, with with the way in which you take care of yourself or dress yourself or where you go, where you patron, like all of that is influencing, right? When you're doing something that is essentially showing other people something that they may want or that they're interested in and that they may essentially make a move because of. Um, there's a lot of things that go into influencing. And I think the way that Leah, you've been doing it has been very cool and unique. I see you posting in different hotels, different events spaces and hosting your events and just making these partnerships and then doing one event after another. And you've been doing that even though we've been restricted in the types of things that we can do, working with what you have. I think that's also important. Sure, we can't have you know the craziest whatever party right now, or even in the winter, we can't have rooftop parties right now as much, but there are so many other things that we can do. So definitely tap into the Leveraging Your Social Currency group, the IG page that Leah has um, listed in her bio, and just find out more information. So you're doing, what, monthly workshops for that? Yep, I'm doing monthly workshops. And so a lot of the topics in the workshop will probably change just depending on what I feel is a need for what what's happening. I try to stay very... Uh, keep my ear to the streets in terms of Instagram or the social media in general, just so that I can always provide something that is of value, but, you know, informative to social media changes. And so there's a lot of changes that will be happening. And then essentially, you know, we're entering into the metaverse and virtual reality. So being aware of those things. And so the more that I'm aware, the more I can share in terms of what you should implement in terms of branding yourself on Instagram or in general, the, the trends and things that I see essentially are going to be extremely important. So I say, you know, you're always learning. So learn your industry, never say, oh, you got it down packed. And so even with starting this, I was like, I was kind of apprehensive about calling myself a coach or a consultant because I was like, well, you know, that term is being loosely added or that title is being added a lot. But I've done the work and so you can see the receipts. And so that, that was something that was big for me is now saying, you know, I'm pivoting to this. But I also, as you said, influence and stuff like that, because a lot of people do see these beautiful photos that I take and things of that nature or products. But uh, if you don't know the business side of the black and white side of it or the scopes of work and stuff like that, then you're going to be blindsided when you uh, start to put yourself out there and you're not aware that, oh, you need to have a contract. Oh, you need to know that you don't own certain rights to your, your, you know, your creative works and things of that nature. And so these are things that I learned throughout doing this for about eight years and also knowing, you know, attaching myself to different brands and stuff. I had to be very, again, buzzword strategic, very intentional and very aware that, you know, it was representative of the overall brand. When you said something about me being in hotels, again, I'm very, I was strategic about that. You couldn't go outside, but you could go to an Airbnb. You could go to a hotel. I love staycation. So what did I do? I started creating content, being aware that what was, how it was or what it was given for COVID, like this was the reality we were living in. So I was able to leverage that content to now have a, a working relationship with a hotel brand and some other ones coming up. So, you know, knowing that, okay, this is why I'm starting this, but this is the overall goal of this. So I was very, very adamant about having, hey, this is start here to get here to get there and being or having that, that strategy plan in place to know this is what I saw myself or what I saw myself doing 
with like being in the hotels and stuff like that. So that's how Leah's Sweet Life was created. And that's a part of influencing the value of my influence and how to use it so that this could be something that it was a continuous basis. So I was very smart about those things. Like it wasn't just for fun. No, not at all. It's fun doing it, but you got to be smart about it too as a brand. You do. And I mean, yeah. And if you can do that and it is fun, then you're definitely winning because, you know, there's, you, you can make this as a business or as fun, I think, as you're looking to, but the strategy has to be there. So yes, paying attention to that in 2022 is important, I think for a lot of people. So I'm glad that you went into that. I'm glad you spoke about that and just, you know, why you chose to do that in, in 2021. <laughs> um, so I do want to talk about you, though, because you are in the city and you've been around the city. You, you know, you come to D.C., you come to or you come to Maryland, you come to Virginia and stuff. But tell us a little bit about you yourself. Have you always been in the city? What part of the city are you in? Are you a city person? Oh, I am a city person all of the way. I was born and raised in uh, northwest D.C. I'm, a, you know, I'm obsessed with D.C., D.C. culture, D.C. life. Yeah, like. D.C. is home for me. Uh, I do like to travel and stuff like that, but it's just something about D.C. And so I'm in love with it. Do I for, do I foresee myself maybe moving to other states? Probably, but that's more of, you know, having real estate or something like that. I'm from D.C. I went to a D.C. public school. that, And so this is my hometown, my home city. I grew up here and like my family is here. Uh, my children are being raised here. Definitely, I want them to travel and experience those things. But yeah, uptown, my uptown baby, born and raised. I love it. DC is my thing. That's it. Yeah, like went to a DC public charter, not public charter school. They didn't even have charter schools when I was. Oh wow, <laughs> I went to a DC high school, and um, I, I started from there. My journey was one of. It was a crazy journey. It's uh, it's an, it's turning more so into a venture of self awareness. But um, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit in my blood. I've always been a big dreamer. Maybe I wasn't as proactive or uh, about my dreams, but life happens. But then too, I have an amazing support system as well. So I can say or be blessed to say that um, I have been able to live out my dreams uninterrupted in terms of support. So with that support, I was able to do a lot of things. I'm still growing still branding myself. There's still a lot of things that I want to accomplish. There has been setbacks, but, you know, they set you back, but you have a big comeback. So definitely, you know, as, as life has happened in between these years of self-realization, self-awakening and all those things. And so I'm getting out your own way. So I'm just really gracious about, you know, the various different opportunities and just really be able to say I'm living my wildest dreams. And so uh, does that come with stress? Yes. Do you have some re reality of it? Is it, yeah, you're literally, literally working for yourself without a nine to five. And so you're always on hustle mode. That's the biggest thing about it. But yeah, I'm happy. And so I'm just looking to or hoping to like really like 2021 was something of out of the books. Like I, my wildest dreams happened that year and in 2020, besides, you know, the personal things and stuff like that. And so now I'm just like, okay, 2022, let's see what's going to happen. And that just relies on me in terms of being consistent and just showing up for myself. I show up for other people. And so that's the next chapter. I'm showing up for myself. I've been showing up for others a lot throughout the years, but now it's time for me to show for myself and to see who show, shows up for me. And so that's my next chapter. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. It, you do. And one thing that I've always admired about about what you do, and, and I hope that people hear this and and it sticks with them, is that you have an idea, or you have lots of ideas, but you'll have an idea and you'll actually execute. And I think you do things that a lot of people are afraid to do. It's interesting because when you do them, there are still parts of it that you're, I'm sure, fearful of or not certain about, right? Or have reservations towards, but you still show up. And you don't have to have, I think my point is, you don't have to have all of the pieces to execute. And I find that you are constantly going out and doing things that I think that other people find 
incredibly scary to do, whether it's hosting an event, partnering up with a space, coordinating, you know, something big, as well as going online and being an influencer and dropping different things that you drop, whether it's, you know, you have a t-shirt line, right? I see the audacity to dream stuff all over your pages. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the t-shirt line I launched this past summer, um, I'm coming back out with them just like doing, so, you know, you got to retweet tweak some things, check out the uh, quality in the shirt and all that stuff. Just, you know, fonts and all, you know, the branding part of it. <laughs> but I don't know. Why did I, the, oh, so it, it is a funny story about Audacity Dream. So actually it started with a joke with me and my friend. We was like the audacity of these men to think that they could just come and sit at the table with nothing to bring. And so I was like, well, and you know, relationships <laughs> uh, in, in terms of when you're like a self-sufficient woman, you're independent, you have your own thing going on. The relationship when you get on that boat is a little bit rocky. And so um, audacity came from these men, really. And then I was like, well, let, let me make it more so about me and, you know, the women that I'm around, the people in general and the, the, the environment that I'm in. So I said, well, let's just turn this into audacity to dream. Because you have to have some sort of audacity or some some sort of your balls have to be big to live in your purpose to really dream aloud. And so I couldn't put balls on a shirt, which probably would have probably sold faster. But definitely I put audacity to dream with the period at the end because that's the complete sentence. Like you either have to have the audacity or you just don't do it. A lot of the things that I'm doing comes from the audacity to see something bigger than just myself. Is for my children, their children, and for those, the loved ones around me. So, I think it, it definitely probably would have sold faster if you put balls on it, but <laughs> I'm kind of glad you didn't. I like the shirts. I'm excited to see what they look like. Y'all, I love a good graphic tee. If you don't know that about me, I've always been like that since I was in high school. I was obsessed. And if it was before that, you have to ask my mom, but I know personally it was at least in high school, graphic tees are my thing. And I was always into having t-shirts that either said something funny or inspired um, me or someone else to do something or take action or whatever. And so I love that. And I actually, you have that in your bio. So if you click on Leah's bio, you can see what the, her link tree, you can see the actual, what they look like. And also if you just scroll a little bit on her profile, you'll see, but I, what I was saying before, I just wanted to close that thought because I did jump a little bit into the t-shirts, the but for me, I, I do love how you, you do things and you do things that sometimes can be scary. And I just encourage people listening, you know, if you're on the cusp of doing something, if you're trying to do something that maybe is a little bit scary to just do it. You know, there are people out there to Leah's point who aren't really bringing much to the table, who are mean girls, who don't really have the support system or even the, the network for, you know, more than one reason. And, you know, we can create those things. We can definitely be the people who stand up and, and still go after our dreams and have the audacity and the balls and the courage to show up, even if it's a little bit scary or if we don't know how it's going to turn out. For me, there's been a ton of anxiety around hosting events, even though I love doing it because it can be so much work. And I know there are people who feel that same way about podcasting or about you know, getting a German Shepherd or anything, right? Anything else that I've done that people are kind of like, well, I would like to do that, but I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that. Definitely surround yourself with people who are doing it and who are showing up. And I think Leah, you are a great example, at least to me, to do things that sometimes scare you. Cause you'll, you'll say something. And then like a week later, you're like, yeah, it's done. And I'm like, wait, what? Now I don't talk to Leah all the time. And I don't, I haven't known Leah for years and years, but it always, it just, it always kind of surprises me when she follows through because so many people don't. So many people say they have ideas, they have this, they have that. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. But then like, if they even say it out loud to begin with, right, which is a whole other story. But to actually say it and then do it um, is a big, for me, it's it's really big. People who actually execute towards their dreams and not just have the the balls to have the dreams, but to actually execute, I think is important. So I just wanted to to say that I always try to encourage people to make sure their feed is curated with people who inspire them. And Leah's pages are, her pages on IG are, are all of them are inspiring. The Black Girls Do page is a lot of fun and they highlight, you know, Leah's team, they highlight Black women doing all kinds of stuff. So you make sure you're following that page and also follow Leah because she posts quite regularly, which always inspires me to post regularly because I hate posting regularly. But I have learned so much about Leah in the last, even the last few weeks about Instagram just by itself. 
because of her rooms on Clubhouse and how she's been showing up online. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to get tapped into how to boost your Instagram and make it a more cohesive part of your business, I really do recommend to tap in with Leah. So Okay. As we wrap up, I do want to ask, is there anything that we haven't spoken about that you kind of want to get out of your brain or off your chest or that we just didn't tap mm-hmm. into? Uh, let's see. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that I do want to hit on is that uh, be very uh, plan, plan, planning, planning, organization and planning organization and planning helps you become successful. It took me a while to really want to, and my mom will always say, you need to write stuff down. You need to write stuff down. And I'm just like, I could keep it in my head, but I'm glad that she put that in my brain to write stuff down, to start to manage my time wisely and being, or count the hours and say, Hey, allocating my time to different things and just organization in general, because that's how you become successful. If you want to reach a certain plateau, you have to really pay attention to how you're using your time and what you're exerting and who's taking time from you. And so that's just something I wanted to get off my chest. As I'm getting uh, better at doing so, it's, it's taking a lot of uh, things off my plate and allowing me my brain to become less foggy in that way. And also just, I don't know, just don't be afraid to dream out loud. Like, I mean, just do it for real. Like Nike say, just do it. You do have to have some sort of plan. Uh, don't quit your day job. That's one thing I would say. You don't have to become a full out, full out, right entrepreneur right now. Save your money. Money is big. It's a big thing in entrepreneurship. If you, you know, you want to put some money aside for a rainy day because it rains a lot during this entrepreneurial journey. So you want to be prepared for that. Be okay to, if you have a loud voice, be okay with having a loud voice. If you're an introvert, be okay with that. You know, just be okay with just being yourself, really doing those type of things. I think that was it. Oh, and get yourself together. Like, come on now. If you want, look at, when you start to like really market yourself and really research, you'll find that there's a winning formula. You just have to make adjustments to it. And again, it's more of time management and delegation of tasks and just having a plan. in in mind when you're out here doing things and not just, you know, doing it haphazardly and, you know, thinking about the different outcomes and stuff like that, running like a business and you'll, you'll be fine. Uh, It won't, I'm not going to say you're not going to cry or have those nights where you're like, oh my gosh, I've been had many of them. I probably will have one this week because this is the week of my event. And so anxiety probably will kick in, but it's not going to be like all rainbows and sunshine. Definitely not, but definitely have those things in mind when you're looking to build. Always be a person that wants to learn. You can be a teacher, that's fine, but be understand when it's time to be a student in this game because that'll help you. It'll help you get it. But yeah, that was my last thought. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And you're absolutely right. Definitely having the the courage to be yourself and whether that's loud, quiet, introverted, extrovert, whatever. I mean, so many gems, so many things that you said, getting yourself together, planning, organizing, I'm with it. Y'all, we are connected. Like literally, we are some of the most connected people, I feel like on Clubhouse and just in general, especially when it comes to Black women in business. So if you need to be connected, feel free to reach out to us. Leah and I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse and with just some amazing Black women all over the world. Tap in. Tap in, tune into the Clubhouse rooms. If you're not on Clubhouse, tune in on Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, tune in in real life. If you're not in real life, then you know email, whatever, right? Just connect with us wherever. Um, we're, we're here. So just as an FYI, one more time, Leah's IG handle is it's Leah underscore J. And that's L-E-A-H, right? Leah with an H. So tap in on Instagram. Definitely. If you're listening to this and you've made it to the end, screenshot, tag us on Instagram. Let us know that you've tuned in. We'd love to see how you thought about this episode or what you thought about this episode, how it made you feel about influencing or about community groups or clubhouse or whatever. Share us your thoughts um, and definitely make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I've been getting, I've been going through those reviews and I love them. Um, We are doing different raffles every so often with people who've been leaving and dropping those comments. So continue to do so. You never know if you'll get chosen. And, you know, tap in with me as well, Whitney Danielle Co 
underscore on Instagram and Network and Spill. And let us know. Let us know what you loved about this episode and any key takeaways. So with that being said, Leah, I appreciate you so much for taking the time out to be on this show. I am incredibly grateful that we met on the internet, on Clubhouse a year or so ago. And that I've been able to rock with you and Black Girls Do over the last several months and into the future. So congrats on everything that you're working on and everything that you've accomplished. I'm excited for what Black Girls Do has in store. I know. I can't wait to see you Wednesday. They're going to be like, what are they talking about? I know. I know. But but Leah, we're going to go live, right? We're going to go live on Instagram after this episode has aired. So we'll probably do not only an IG live after this, if you guys have questions for Leah and you want to tap in, make sure you're following us both because we're going to go live on Instagram after the release of this episode and we'll probably do a clubhouse room. So just as an FYI for the follow-up. So we'll get to see everybody. Yeah. Whitney, hold on. What? I was like, wait. <laughs> okay. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Okay. We got okay it'll be good it'll be fun we'll we'll come on so bring your your questions y'all bring questions for leah bring questions about black girls do just bring questions or just come in and chill with us we're gonna do kind of like a recap i I try to do those after the episodes episodes go live yeah we'll be on instagram here pretty soon yes all right i'm excited i'm excited okay well y'all have a great day thank you so much again leah and we'll talk to you next time love you see you bye bye